Welcome to Roll for Imagination, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast where a group of friends come together to explore the wonderful world of Dungeons and Dragons. And welcome to our newest campaign, Myths of Favalonia. So is there anything you want to discuss or do on this cart ride? Or is it that you just want to sit in stoic silence? Anything you want to show off, anything you want to do, like tinker with, prepare? Ebony's going to sit in silence. But we'll definitely watch. If anyone else does anything, she's going to be watching. I'd probably be cleaning and maintaining my swords. That's probably what I'd be doing. She's watching you do that. I am going to play my loop. I'll just be shuffling through my cards. Flipping through like a photo book thingy that I have. Okay, so the two hours passes as a very uneventful cart trip. And you enter what you believe is the town of Hybliss. So from your seats in the wagon, you pass by lush fields with grazing herds of cows and sheep dotting the landscape. Though it's been a bumpy ride, you can tell that the road you've travelled is well-worn and used frequently. Upon entering the town, you pass multiple thatch-roofed houses with plumes of smoke issuing from their chimneys. You hear the clip-clop of the horses' hooves echoing through the streets. Could everyone roll me a perception check, please? I sure can. Six. Eight. Uh, I thought mine was bad, but mine was 17. So we've got a 6, an 8, two 17s, and... A natural 20! First natural 20! A 24! For Ashlyn, he is far too engrossed in his pictures to even be getting a shit about what's going on around him. Same can be said for Drakios, he is too busy stringing the loot playing his like jamming to his own little accompaniment his 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 backing track for his life like totally would if he had hair he would be whipping it back and forth rocking out yeah Leor and doran you notice that even for a small village this place seems quite quiet and ebony with a natural 20 you notice that all the doors and the windows of the houses appear to be shut like every single door and every window has its shutters closed so you know like the old kind of like a Mm. like an old english or french village where they've got the shuttered windows every single one that you pass by is shut there is very little noise coming out of the houses from the inhabitants which strikes you as very odd okay patrick doesn't notice this patrick is patrick is chewing on a piece of grass and whistling to himself. I'm just going to sit up a bit straighter and actually try and just pay attention now to little details as we're going past. That's all. Uh, Dorian is got he's got like a small little scarf in one of his pockets, like a handkerchief, and he's just kind of kind of sit leaning so it kind of more reclined in the coach and just put one of the scarves over his eyes. Um, could I send Lock up um, to get a bit of a bird's eye view and look through his eyes? Of course you can. So as Locke, I'm assuming Locke has wings, he's not just like a worm. No, he, he has wings. <laughs> small wings, so, but wings yeah, on the small t- So I'm imagining, I'm imagining how to train your dragon. I'm imagining the big plump dragon with the tiny little wings kind of situation. Not saying your dragon's plump, but what I'm imagining <laughs> is the tiny little wings <laughs> flapping like a bumblebee trying to keep him aloft because he's a baby. <laughs> just So yeah, Locke fly, flies over you and he does a little circle around you just keeping an eye out and all that you see are thatch roofs plumes of smoke and roll a perception check for me or yeah perception check with do you have stats for lock yeah 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 yeah. roll a perception check for lock uh with his keen senses he would have have advantage on 
perception checks that were yeah, like of course. Fight. Go for it. Is that okay? Cool. Yeah. Uh, both were a 16. Okay, yeah, so with the 16, you see very similar to what you saw from your carriage. You see plumes of smoke coming from the chimneys. Obviously, Locke isn't going to be able to see the doors and the windows because he's getting a bird's eye view, but what he does see is all of the streets are bare. There's no one running around. There's no children playing in the streets. There's no people harking their wares down the main street of the, the village. They're barren. You can hear voices, cult, uh, quiet and muttering, and you can see, Locke can see plumes of smoke coming from the chimneys dotted around the village, but you can't see anyone out on the streets. Okay. All right, all done? Yeah, I'm, he's going to kind of slowly return, and uh, Doran's just going to sit up and put his handkerchief back in his pocket as uh, Locke just kind of flutters down and then lands on his shoulder. Okay. So soon enough, Patrick whistles to the horses, pulling on the reins, and brings the cart to a halt outside what looks like it could be the local tavern. Patrick turns to you all and goes, um, I, uh, I don't know much about this village, uh, but I say the good place to start is the absent farmhand. Uh, the local barkeeper there always, always knows the goings on, no matter where you go. Uh, anyway, I'm going to head to my aunt's. My, the, the reason I was coming here wasn't to take you here personally anyway. Uh, my aunt lives here, so I was going to... I'm, I'm passing through anyway, so I thought I'd, I'd take two birds, one stone, you know, or two dragons in your case, sir. Um, and yours. Oh, I'm so sorry. That was that was culturally insensitive. Um, <laughs> pass, move, moving on. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go visit my aunt's. Um, I'll be there for like a day or so. You can't miss it if you need me, if you need me to take you anywhere. It's it's the it's the house with the bright red flower boxes by the windows. She's well known in this village for having bright red flower boxes. It's a it's a weird thing for her. Anyway, um yeah, go go talk to the barkeeper. They might be able to help you a bit more than I can. Okay. Thank you very much, Patrick. Thank you. But he gives you a little yeah, wave as you, you jump off the cart and he leads the horses off down the street. Doran and... kind of pats himself down, making sure no hay is stuck to his clothing. <laughs> do do a investigation check for me. <laughs> oh, come roll on. For that. <laughs> yeah. Uh that is an eighteen plus five, so that's twenty-three. Alright, you son of a bitch, you get all the straw. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping fresh. for a low roll. Um but yeah, so you, you, you extricate all of the straw from your various crevices and you look in front of you and there is a well-loved tavern with a sign hanging outside of it, uh, naming it the Absent... What did I call it? Oh, Christ. Uh, oh, the Absent Farmhand. Farm That's the one. See, your notes are better than mine at this rate. Uh, yeah, you see a sign naming it the Absent Farmhand. What do you do? Go in. Mm. So, is it As thatched on the top going of the in, can Drachy or Grab Ebenezer's side? So, hold on. To answer tyler's question yes this is thatch roofed it does it's not very it's not very ostentatious it's just like a village village tavern um okay. it's like one story no it's two story it's a fairly it's like one of the bigger houses in the hamlet that you've seen as you pass through just because you know it's an inn it's going to have some rooms for people to stay in uh so yes yeah, so everyone else enters and as they enter drakios and uh grabs ebony's arm and pulls her aside i like yank my we, arm away we, we should probably talk we should probably talk about what happened if we're going to be a part of a, a team, you know, and work together. Do you want to talk about it? You walking through that door was the worst thing that's happened to me in three years. Not quite, not oh, quite no. wanting to uh, to talk to you, to be honest. Being on a team with you is really not great. It's going to take me a bit of a while, if ever, to be honest. You ruined my life. Oh, it, I had to do what I had to do for me. You okay. did not have to do anything. I kind of did for myself no and what about for me 
you you know what you did wasn't right, and I'm you don't get to walk in here and say we need to be on a team. Everything's fine, and just and that be it. I hope you had a really really lovely couple of years, and I'm gonna walk into the tavern. How thick are these walls? <laughs> they're they're pretty damn thick. Unfortunately, the three of you had already entered the tavern before <laughs> this conversation, so God I wasn't <laughs> evil and asked you to leave, but. You don't know any of this information. You go into this tavern, and in the tavern, you would think that this tavern, because it's a small village tavern, you would think that it would be hustling and bustling. It's not. It's mm. dead. You are the first people at the party. Not even the music's on. The fog machine isn't going, and the first drink hasn't been poured kind of situation. The only person you see in the tavern is this middle-aged, comely lady with her hair up in a messy bun. She's polishing a glass, and as she hears the doors open, she goes... Oh my god, customers. Oh, um, hello. Uh, hi. Do you want a drink? Yes. What can I get you, love? <laughs> Has your alcohol license kicked in? Because we had a bit of a fiasco in the last place, so. Don't worry about it. Pour us some drinks. <laughs> right, you are, love. All right, what do you want? Wine. No. Spirits. Whiskey. Whiskey. Straight. I can do you whiskey. I can do you whiskey. Whiskey. Yeah, I've got some beer and I've got some whiskey and I've got some maybe questionable water. It's a whiskey kind of day. <laughs> I've joined Ebony you. on the whiskey. How many fingers? Three. What? Are oh, you not much of a whiskey drinker, are you, love? You, you, oh, you asked for wine. <laughs> uh, me, Beth? No. <laughs> I've never drank whiskey in my life. <laughs> you, but... you measure whiskey in fingers, love? So oh. I'll put my fingers. Yeah, there's a little knowledge for you listeners as well. You Ooh. measure whiskey by the, the finger, so you pour it to the finger. So yeah, she, she pulls okay. out two, two beer mugs, two beer tankards, yeah. and kind of just judges it for three yeah. fingers. You've, like, Beth, or oh, sorry, Ebony has been overpoured. And Leor has been underboard because she Rude. can't see through the tankard. And she doesn't serve whiskey very often. <laughs> uh, Perfect. Just as she's pouring, Leor just asks, do you have any honey to mix into that? Yeah, I think I do have some honey around the back. Hold on. Um, no, actually, no. Yeah, no, I've got some down here. And she reaches down and she pulls out like a honey jar with a little um, the comb kind of stick thing that you normally serve honey with. Goes, here you go. I would, I would advise not putting the stick in the whiskey because you don't know where the stick's right. been but drizzle the money drizzle that honey like you'll be fine uh what can i get for the other two well three sorry three of you i can't count <laughs> i'm not good with numbers anyway i'll i'll have an ale please uh yeah no i can get you an ale and she produces a over foamed ale to you same same here i'll avoid the questionable water i mean i put it through a filter it's mm. only got a little bit of muck in it mm. Our normal supplier's not here. Like, no one's come around, so I'm having to deal I'll with take... what I've got. I've... Appreciate that. I'll take ale? an ale. Yeah. Ale. Okay, yeah. okay. Ale for you. She clonks another uh, overfilled. Like, it's there's no head on this one oh, on the table flat. for you. <laughs> and uh, deadest ale. Oh, yeah. That one came from the last taps of the barrel behind the bar. That's That's got silt in it. Uh, and uh, you, fancy man, what do you want? You said you don't have any wine. Nah, nah, grapes around here. You can import grapes. Does it look like I've got the money to import wine? I, I mean, what what spirits do you have? I think I think I might have some of that potato vodka left over. Mm. Um, I, do you know I'm okay. Thank you. All right. Okay. I mean, that is one gold each from you, by the way. I just put it down on the bar without question. Yeah. Lovely doing business with you. Uh, so, um, who are you? You're not from around here. Who are you? Oh, my name's Angie. I'm the local mm. barkeeper, as you can tell. This is my bar. 
or tavern as most people tend to call it, but whatever. It's the absent farmhand. Because, you know, most of the farmhands come here to get pissed instead of doing their job. So I thought it was an apt name. I have to agree. We are, we have been sent here from the Siren's Wing. By the tax man? Oh, okay. The Siren's Wing? Ain't that a guild? It is a guild. Yeah. Oh, look at you. Mm. Adventurers in my tavern. Oh my god, that's so cool. It's a first and a last time for everything. I don't know how to take that. Do you know of somebody by the name of Freya? Freya. Freya. Very green. Big fluffy oh, ears. Yes, yes, that Mums. furbolg girl. Hmm. Freya, Freya, what was it you said, Blue Man? Mons. Blue Man Group? Mons? Yes, that's her name. Mons. Yes, the Mons family. Now I remember, yeah. They were a lovely family. Very quiet and kept to themselves. I think some of them died in the bandit raids a few years back. Hmm. Yeah. No, yeah, no, I know okay. Freya. I know Freya. I've, I've seen her every now and then come through the village as she she goes off wherever she goes. She's quite reclusive. She keeps to herself. She don't talk to people. Why? What's she gotten herself into? Have, have you seen her of late? It's just a wellness check. We're just checking in for a friend. Do you know what? Thinking about it. What day is it? What day is uh, uh, uh She kind of counts on her fingers. Uh, How many fingers do you know does what? she have? She's got all ten. Get stuffed. <laughs> she goes, oh, yeah. Um, If, if my memory serves... Then she was supposed to have passed through town yesterday. No, I didn't see her, as, as you can tell. It's pretty quiet out there, so you would I would have noticed if she passed through this, the town. Uh, I didn't see her come through, which, that's not normal for her. I wonder if she's alright. Ah, oh, she might have a bit of a jippy tummy. I think she had some of that potato vodka left over and all. Maybe she it. had some of the ale. Ah, uh, yeah, no, it could be the ale as well. Could be the ale. But she didn't really drink much with me, with us. Uh, last time I saw her, uh... I think she, no, she delivered me a few nuts. Personally, Sora, she delivered me a collection of nuts about two months ago for the bar. She brings out these very, very dry, very, very dry salted peanuts. Or just nuts, just the salted nuts, because there aren't peanuts here. Because, yeah, she uh, she forages in the local forest, and uh, sometimes every now and then, you know, people from the village buy some of the foraging goods you know just keep her afloat and stuff like that and yeah she brought me she came into town and she was hawking some nuts and berries that she bought so i thought why not get some noted nuts salted nuts for the bar you know <laughs> make people thirsty i'm not great with words smart man sharp i thought why not get some salted nuts for the bar you know make people thirsty make them buy more drinks bada bing bada boom business plan sounds but legit totally legit don't you need people in here to make that work it seems very quiet well you can't judge it on how it is now normally this place is heaving i tell you heaving what well, changed why is it why is it not so today oh well um you, you see there's a uh, there's there's rumors going around some of the villages around here um that people have gone missing you know hybris mm -hmm. is quite a small village no one's gone missing from what i knows but um from from some of the local hamlets and villages surrounding or leading out of Ambercliff, because you know we're all under the, the the reign of Lord of Ambercliff. People people have been saying I've I've heard I've heard whispers on the on the grapevine, but we don't have grapes. So what a hop vine? The the hops grow on vines. Anyway, I'm I've heard whispers. Fine. I've heard whispers that people have gone missing in some of the local villages, and actually, I think that there is one other person here who you might want to speak to about all this, actually. Um, he said he's looking into the missing people. Hey, then what's their name? Uh, I'll get him for you. Oh, then! Get down here! 
from above you from the stairs leading up to like what you assume is like the residential area kind of the the the, the rooms for the inn from the stairs down the stairs comes this small uh, not small tall slender well-dressed man with a big mustache and he goes what do you want now angie he goes well you see these people here they're uh they're looking for someone who lives in this village and uh she's not been around like she normally is she might be one of your missing people and our thoughts angie how can i help put these guys in contact with the big man so yeah here you go irvin and irvin kind of just wipes down his lapel and goes oh, fine and um, hello my name is Irvin Ortiz. I am one of the guard captains for Lord Constantine of Ambercliff. As Angie told you, I am here investigating rumours of missing villagers that have been reported to the Lord. Um, I've not come across any information, but do you have any information that might be helpful to my investigation? Would we be allowed to know the names of the people who are rumoured to have gone missing? I don't know their names, they're commoners. I'm making my way through the villages to get information. This is the first village. I was checking in as I passed by, doing some investigations, asking questions, you know, that's my job. Angie, um, are the streets usually barren and dead? Oh no, love, it's a farming village. It's normally hustling and bustling. Every single house had the doors and shutters completely closed. And every street was completely dead. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's not normal, is it? I told you, my bar is normally heaving. Even at this point of the day, I'd have the fryers burning, I'd have the ale pouring, it'll be all be having a jolly time. But nah, no one's come out of their home since all these rumours. Has anyone knocked on any doors? Are people still alive in their homes? Oh, everyone's still alive. Everyone scurries out of their homes every now and then. You've got to eat and drink, haven't you? You said you'd not seen Freya for two months. Well, I've not personally spoken to Freya. I'd seen her in passing, but I'd not seen her, like, spoke to her. She was she was running a little hawking stall in the market square. She was selling her nuts there. I normally see her pass by one of the open windows once every couple of weeks. That's about as much interaction as I get with her normally. It's just that at the, at the market every now and then she sells her foraging stuff. And I thought, why not? Help a local business, you know? Irvin, is this Freya one of the people you're investigating, or is it that she just you're, you're investigating a large catchment area and just hoping to pull something up in the process well i've not had any reports of any missing people any missing people from hybliss as of yet everyone seems to be accounted for do we know uh, hold on one moment he 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 opens up his satchel that he's got slung over his back and he gets out like a ledger and he flicks through it and he goes no everyone oh no you're right i've not gotten to the house of uh the mans yet that seems quite out of the way ah that's right i was planning on going to pass by that that house as I left the town, it's on the outskirts. It's not in the town, the, the little hamlet itself. It's it's a bit out of the way, so I thought I'd see that one last just to check. Everyone, th everything seems in order in the actual hamlet itself. But no, I've I've not gone to that house yet. I don't know. Okay, I was just asking when you were planning on going there. To be honest, I was going to go there today. Today's my last day here. I've had enough of this. Oval would probably uh -oh. be the most accurate word. And Angie goes, "Oi, you button your math." He goes, yes, this was my last day here. I was going to settle my tab and uh, head on over to the Marne's residence to check on their inhabitants and then head to the next village. I was just going to ask, if you didn't know that Freya was missing, why were you specifically going to go to that residence? I need to go to every residence in the village, make sure that no one is missing from each house. So have you already been to every resident in this village? That's correct. 
Okay, what Just can you tell us about that? Why are they in their homes? Why aren't they leaving? As I said, they've all heard these rumours of missing people and people disappearing in the middle of the night without a without a sign, without a message to anyone, just poof, up and gone. I, I don't believe any word of it. I think it's just, you know, village hearsay that's spread from town to town that's gotten a bit out of out of proportion. But, you know, several villages came, sent representatives to Ambercliff and my lord Constantine could not ignore all of that. He does have a duty to the people, so he sent me out to investigate. But yes, there is a general consensus of fear in the village. They all seem to be taking it rather seriously. Okay. Anyway, why are you all here? You're not you're not residents of this village. Why are you here? Same reason. We were sent here to investigate. Specifically for Freya Marns, though. And by what body do you come from? You're not from my Lord Constantine's retinue? We are of the Siren's Wing. Do you have your license to prove? We do. Well, oh, yeah, I we see. show we show them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, t- yeah. he takes he takes one, he goes, Oh, tin. Wonderful. He gives it back to you and goes, Well, I'm going to the Marn's residence now. Would you like to come with me? I'm going that way anyway. I suppose we might as well both check on her at the same time. Sounds thrilling. Yeah, wonderful. Right, Angie, I'll be off then. And he puts just a little bag of money on the on the tabletop and goes. She goes. Oh, thank you kindly, sir. Uh, I hope you've had a pleasant stay. Uh, I'll see you soon. He goes unlikely, and he strides out the bar. Okay. Do you follow? Yeah, follow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So as you walk down the streets, or is there anything you want to discuss before we go? I'm happy to let him take these. Yeah. I mean, he is frog much in a way. Yeah, if it's official, like, yeah. Um, Cliff business, we may as well follow suit. We probably rank below them, so. We didn't check him, though, to see if he's lying. I've got a vibe. (laughs) (laughs) The vibes. Okay, so. I think the looking down at commenters gave it away. Mm, Maybe. Right judge my character i love it so as you walk down the street your boots echoing off the empty streets you can feel your nerves beginning to kick in what should be a simple uh, a simple first job seems to have evolved potentially into something maybe a bit more sinister irvin marches ahead of you with his with purpose clearly focused on your collective goal of reaching freya's home what's everyone's passive perception check Uh, what's everyone's passive perception sorry 12 14 12 so okay so, okay, so Ashlan, Dr- uh, Drake- uh, Drakios, and Doran, you are just focused on following Irvin in his, <laughs> like, purposeful f- strides. You're trying to keep up with him. You don't I'm checking him. out his fit. I'm, like, trying to see if there's any bits of it I would find, like, <laughs> upgrading my, my style with. You can see the well-tailored cut of his trousers. Yeah, I'm like, mm, <laughs> I need to ask him where he got those. Yeah, so you are focused on just following uh, Irving because you don't know where you're going. You're just following where he seems to know where he's going. Ebony and Leor, you notice, with your passive perception, fresh horse tracks, uh, horse tracks and cart tracks on the same route that you're going. Mm. You think they might be connected to Patrick as they're going in the same direction that you saw him leave. So I was going to say, I'm just going to tell everybody that so everybody's aware. Okay, group knowledge. When Irving goes, mm. Patrick, who's Patrick? Is he important? He's a nice he's a child. Lad. He's a child. <laughs> Ugh, children. Snot those runts. He keeps walking. So as you approach the border of the village, <laughs> sorry, Ashland, personal, personal attack there. As you approach the border of the village, the eerie silence blanketing the town is broken by the shattering of glass, guttural yells, and an ear-splitting scream. You spin in the direction of the commotion. What do you do? 
What do we see? <laughs> yeah. You just heard see? something. You you didn't you can't see anything. You're at the border of the village. All you've heard run. is a scream and a shattering of glass. I yeah, run in. No, I would run, run into the direction. Yeah. 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 So you've all turned around and you've bolted. Irvin is hot on your heels as well. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna pace myself. I'm gonna let you guys go in first. <laughs> I would have like my left hand just stretched out beside me, sort of uh, twiddling air between my fingers at the ready. Okay. Can I have a perception check from everyone again? All I've done is perception checks and investigation checks tonight. Sorry. Oh, Nat 20. <laughs> boo, 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 boo. So we've 11. got 11. <laughs> Brandon? 18. Uh, Ebony? 11. Nat 20 from uh, Doran and nice. Leor got... 22 overall. Oh, Jesus Christ. I got 22 overall by that. Nice one. Jeez. Okay, so Ashlan and... Hold on, let me roll a perception check for Ivan as well. Oh, I get to do my first roll. So the majority of you notice that as you're running towards this screaming, it seems to be sent or seems to, seems to have originated from a thatch house. With your perception checks, especially mm -hmm. that nat 20, at your speed you're running, you notice a familiar cart tucked down the side of the house and you register a pair of red flower boxes below the front windows. <gasps> not big hats. What do you do, guys? Keep running over to the house. Yeah. I'm yeah, guessing running. the commotion we're assuming is inside if a window's just smashed. So just straight towards that. Yep. So what's I'm going to just order? kind of. Yeah, I'm still going to kind of pull back a bit. Like they're going to kind of go running, okay, all... in. I'm just going to hold back. So what is our marching order then? Who is going to enter the house first? So I think. Ebony, you were storming ahead. Does that mean yep. you're going straight in first? Okay. Yep, happy so, to. Okay, Ebony is going to enter first. Uh -huh. Who's next? I'm happy to be directly behind her. Yep, Leor's next. Yeah, I think I'll follow up next. I'll be behind that. Ashlan, oh. Drakios, and um, Doran, what are you doing? I was just going to hang fire, like, maybe by the doorway. I don't necessarily want to go straight away. And Irvin is coming up behind you as well. So as you enter, so upon entering the house, you see a corridor with two rooms off to the left. At the end of the hall, you see an open room with a chair thrown to the floor. You can hear a muffled scream coming from the far room. What do you do? I'm going for that room where I heard just the scream. Bolting down, Jep. Okay, just keep yeah. bolting down that corridor yeah. into the last into the last room. Yeah. So this room that we can see is the resulting room. Right. So when I you see. enter the kitchen area, this is what it is. It's a large kitchen. You can see Patrick lying in the heap on the ground, to the left hand side of the kitchen, slowly with a slowly growing pool of blood underneath him. By the back door, you can see four people in black robes, dragging a bound and gagged woman out into the garden. Roll for initiative. First combat of Myths of Favalonia to start off with, we have Cultist. With 21. He's going to go first. So the Cultist, he is going to jump over, run around the kitchen, jumping over this table. He's going to go directly up to Ebony. Well, I had said that I'd run over to um, Patrick Okay, I will. I will allow you to move half your movement speed so is that 15 yes 15 yeah because as yeah. as i ran in i saw him and just kept running towards him i yep, hadn't okay. stopped in the doorway okay and actually to be fair em i did say that you had a reaction so do you want to let off your air drill on cultist yeah. over here 12 plus 6 so that's 18 to hit uh yeah no that that hits him so it's six force damage, but can they also make a constitution saving throw? Yeah, uh, constitution save. That is a 16. Uh, yeah, no, they're fine. They do not move. So that was six damage. Yeah. Okay, okie dokie. So start of the round then. Cultist number one is going to come down to 
Ebony as she's run past. Sorry, love. And Filming? he's going okay. to do a melee attack on you with uh -huh. a dagger. Oh, oh gosh. Okay. So that's a 12 plus 3 is 15. Um, That hits. Okay. So he does four damage to you. Okay. Okay. The next up in the line of order is Leor. What do you do? Cool. So I'm going to see the uh, bandit that has just gone for Ebony. And I'm going to use my bonus action to cast Shield of Faith on her. So it gives oh. Ebony a plus two to her AC for uh, up to ten minutes. Nice. Nice. Okay. Um, so that's a bonus action. And then what I'm going to do, I'm going to run edge into the direction of the one that I did just attack. Yep. You want to go full movement or... Um, so I can take a shot from distance, and I'm just going to release another air drill at them. Yeah, and what's the distance for air drill out of interest? It's 100 feet. Oh yeah, that hits. Uh, so I just rolled a nat one. <laughs> so nice that did one. not hit. Nice one, first nat of the game. Woo! So like, yeah, it was concentrating, boosting her defense that I just fall into that damn table or whatever it is that I'm just hiding yeah, behind. You absolutely, you absolutely, <laughs> too focused on that. You catch your legs in the table and the stool, and you flip over the table, you land on your ass. You can still keep your concentration on the Shield of Faith, but your shot misfires and goes through the ceiling, opening a lovely little makeshift skylight. I'll take right, that. So, <laughs> Ebony, you're up next. Okay. I am going to try and get the rest of the way to Patrick. Okay, you're going to trigger an opportunity attack if you do that. Mm -hmm, I'm going to do it. You're going to do it? Yeah. Okay, so as you leave, he rolls a six and he misses. I'm assuming that misses. I'm assuming your armor class isn't less than ten. Yes, you're correct. <laughs> that does miss. Good. And then, okay, so, so yeah, I run. The cultist swings at you with his dagger and mm -hmm. it swings under your arm. You're able to dodge out of the way and cool. you run forward towards Patrick. Uh, yeah. And you get to him. Yeah, what do you do? Would it take an action or a bonus action to just check if he's alive? That would probably take an action because you need to actually okay. investigate, find his pulse. I'm going to do it. Yeah, okay, he's alive. so I'm going to take your action. Uh, can I have a yeah. medicine check, please? Oh, I don't think I've ever done a medicine check before. First time for everything. Uh, 15. Okay, yeah, on a 15, you can feel a really light, thready pulse. It's there. Mm. But it's very thready. It's like it's, the reason why it's taking you your whole action to locate it is because it is so weak. Okay. Right. Okay. I'm going to use Quicken Spell, which uses up two sorcery points to get back an action. And I am going to, with that, I'm going to use two sorcery points to gain back an action so that I can use Healing Hands. Yep. And I'm going to lay my hands on Patrick and I'm going to heal him for 2d4 hit points, which nice. is going to be three and a one so four hit points okay so your hands begin to glow with this aura that is very much like the aura that you saw from the crystal mm -hmm. you lay your hands on him you push this aura into his chest and you can feel his heartbeat almost like it's in your hands and you feel it start to get a bit stronger and you, you can see he's taking deeper breaths and his colours colors beginning to come back to him a bit. Okay. And then I think that's just good. That's going to be it. That's okay. it for me. Cool. So the next up is Cultist that got air drilled. He's going to drag the woman 15 feet towards the back door that's just there. Uh, and that was his entire action and bonus action to drag this bound woman. Uh, next up is Ashlan. Cool. So... 
the guy that just dragged the woman, I'd like to cast Guiding Bolt at him at first level. Yeah, like it. So that is 10 to hit. Uh, 10, I believe, does not hit. No, his, his armor class is 12. So as you see the magic gather in your hands and you reach your hand out pointing towards this cultist and you release that pent-up power, it just glances past him and goes through the already shattered window that you assume the cultist came through and just disappears into the distance. So next up is cultist yellow. Uh, so this cultist here is going to run up to... Can we get to you, Ashlan? Yeah, you can get to you. And he's going to make a melee attack on you. A 9 plus 3, I'm assuming a 12 doesn't hit you. Doesn't hit. So yeah, so as he as he swings his blade at you, his little dagger, it glances off. Do you have a shield with you? I do, yes. Yeah, so as you as as this cultist, who you assume is a cultist, because I definitely just dropped that in there, swings <laughs> the blade towards you, you expertly parry the blade, allowing your old training to take in and kick in to defend you. Oh, yeah. Next up is this cultist here. He is going to go to Leo and he again, same thing, melee attack. Oh, do you know what? Honestly, I thought that was a natural 20. It isn't. It's a two. I was about Ooh. to kick off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, no, no, hold on. Hold on. Let me find the two. No, it wouldn't be a zero two. Why would they put a zero two on his dice? I'm so sorry. That's a natural 20. Uh -oh. It is. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. Oh. Oh. For a second, it was upside. It was it was upside down, and I thought it was a zero. Colin rigged. Two, I'm Colin rigged. But it's actually a two zero. Sorry, yeah, that's fine. No, that's fair. Hit me with your best shot. Fire away. <laughs> Don't hate the play. I hate the game, babe. One d six. So that's four doubled is eight plus one is. Do nine. I have anything? So that's nine this? points of damage. Okay, that's fine. Right, so nine points of damage to you, Leor. Yeah. Sorry, babe. It's all good. So next up is Drakios. What would you like to do? All right. I am going to Baridic Inspiration Doran, and then I want to run past that cultist and try to get to the one the one dragging her away, but I'm not sure I'm able to. I don't have range to attack. So what I'm going to do instead, I am going to the cultist that's on top of Doran. Do you want to move forward at all or...? Yeah, move forward 10 foot and then... 10 foot? To back one and then attack. I'm going to use a dagger attack just to try and... Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. Shank him up. Get it in his side, like and shank him up. It is a 21 to hit. Yeah, no, that's funny enough that hits. Yeah, yeah, that, that'll do it. Six damage. Okay, okay, nice one. Well done. So you, as you grip this dagger and mm. you expertly get it right up under his ribs just to kind of puncture the lung... As you get it in there, expertly driven in, you see this cultist wince and draw away, and he's clutching his side. You can see you've done a fair amount of damage, but he's not dead. Okay, next up is Cultist Orange, who is here. So Cultist Orange is going to follow up behind and start... No, do you know what? He's just going to get involved. He wants, he wants a bit of a fight. He's going to... He's going to start making his way over towards... The central area no thinking that his friend has got this covered dragging this old lady out and he's gonna end his turn there because there's nothing else he can do uh next is doran Ooh, -dook. doran is gonna sounds weird is there like a coat hook or like a coat rack or anything like anywhere to store like an item of clothing <laughs> yep funnily enough directly as you came in the door 
uh, came in the kitchen door because it's not at the front entrance like you would think it is. No, it's at the kitchen. There is a, like a standing coat rack right there. Is it? Would it be an action for me to remove my coat? I will would allow you? that to be a free action. Don't worry. Thank you. Okay. Uh, so, Dorian removes his swords and he takes off his jacket, places it on, and he's going to absolutely leg it to uh, this position over here. And as he does, um, he's kind of running. He just kind of pushes himself a little bit further, and he's going to dash um, mm-hmm. to go an extra thirty foot. And he's going to line up next to uh, this badger, this geezer here. He's also then going to use um, action surge, yep. which uh, allows me to get take another action. action on my turn. Yep. Yeah. So he's going to kind of do that, and then he's going to take two attacks uh, as a dual wielder with both of his long swords. Nice one. Go for it. Make uh, that cultist mince meat. <laughs> that is a 15 and a 24 to hit. Yeah, no, both of them hit. That's, that's lucky. That's what you says. So that is a 7 plus 4, so that's an 11. And then a 6 plus 4, so that's a 10. So tw- 21 in total. As I you mean, just fully. You're, as, you, as you slice through the air with your first sword, you have cleanly sliced this cultist into two pieces. You've bisected him. And then just for the fun of it, without even realising it, you've gone and done it again with the other sword and you've trisected him. And then he's just in three pieces and falls to the floor and is dead. You've killed the first cultist. Am I okay to kind of like reach out to the, to the, the lady and just be like, are you, are you injured or are you, are you okay? Okay, that would be your bonus is just to kind of go... Check her, have okay. a quick check over. I don't need an answer. I'm just checking. <laughs> you see, you see this lady <laughs> who has a gag in her mouth. Her hands are bound, and she's just going, mm-hmm. <laughs> panic okay. in her eyes. Mascara yep. streaming. Okay, is that the yeah, end of your turn? That is me. Yeah, that's me. Nice, cool. Okay, so as that happens, you see Irvin is going to come up behind, and he's going to make a quick assessment of the area he's going to see that um ebony has stabilized the wounded young man that doran has got uh the lady in his grasp so she should be safe so he's going to go up to this cultist here and he is going to make an attack for himself oh do you know what i am loving these dice that's another natural 20 and he's going to so as he's running across the room he's going to pull out his great sword from his back and he's going to swing it at this cultist and he's going to do 2d6 six Plus three is nine. Double that is eighteen. He's a this this guy turns to mist. <laughs> this cultist is just gone in that one swing. Irvin has taken out that cultist for you, and he shouts. He uses his kind of free bonus action to go protect the woman, protect the child. Uh, so actually, at the top of the round, the door on this end opens with a crash, and three more cultists pour in. They look around, they see their two dead colleagues, and they draw their blades, and they're going to ready for action. So they're not going to come in on this one yet, they're going to come in in the next round. So you've still got time to jump them. As Irvin completely obliterated that cultist, it is now Leor starting the order. Cool. I'm just going to whack out my longsword and just go for a slice on this cultist. Yeah. Using one hand, and then get my bonus. 14 plus 7 is 21 to hit. That does it. Uh, and it's a 1d8 plus 5. Ah, 7 and 5. 13. 12. 12. 12. Yeah, no, he's, he's a goner. That cultist is an ex-cultist. 
again you swing out your sword with your one-handed sword and you kind of as you do it you kind of spin round almost like a pirouette kind of thing slashing from the hip to the shoulder and as you do it just slices into the cultist slices through his windpipe and he drops dead to the floor without a sound am i allowed to take my last uh because i've not moved uh-huh. and i just put myself uh next to the cultist that is the closest one to me yeah so i'm flanking yeah. with um drachios you're flanking one. with drachios yeah it was one of the two okay that ends your turn ebony go yeah. for it girl okay so I'm going to stand up from healing Patrick and I'm going to spin around and the cultist that's in the middle of the room, I'm going to fire an ice knife in his direction. Oh, I like it. Go for it. Okay. So it is a dex save, please, from the cultist. Yeah, of course I can give you that. Let me just double check what his dex actually is. Okay, 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 okay. That would be a 19. Okay, okay, okay. Well, no fear because it's things still happen so i did yeah. cast it a second level not first so on a failed deck save it is still 3d6 damage oh christ alive on a fail that's why i like ice knife so let's <laughs> have a little look see what you take in three five and a five that is 13 points of cold damage to so as, the middle of the room yep so as this knife shoots from your hand and even though it doesn't hit dead center where you are aiming, it still kind of hits the shoulder. So as it hits his shoulder, the the cultist looks down on it in in like in anger and disgust, and then you see it just continue through his arm, ripping his arm off, blood spurting everywhere. And then what does it do, Beth? It explodes. It explodes in a fiery, <laughs> icy shard of hell, uh, and it explodes. And what's the radius of damage? Uh, it's just five foot round him. Oh, well, there's no one there. He just explodes with the ice yeah. knife. He, he, he kind of, he, he freezes up and then he just goes, poof, dissolves into little, little cultist snowflakes. Nice. A little pile of slush on the floor. And I'm actually not going to move. I'm going to stay where I am. Okay, so next up, because that cultist is dead, is Ashlan. What would you like to do? I'm going to go for the cultist that's in front of me and I want to yep. whack him with my mace. Yep, and do remember that you have advantage because... You've got two party members flanking. Good, because that was terrible. Okay, <laughs> okay never mind. That was not terrible. Uh, 12 plus 4, 16. Yep, that hits. Sick. That is... I mean, to be fair, this cultist is like hanging on. Six. Damn it. Oh, perfect. So as you... You're a bit miffed about the fact that your guiding bolt went through the window and did bugger all, probably alerting the people that have just come through the other door to your arrival because none of these guys have any magic. <laughs> Through that anger and frustration, you bring your mace up, you swing it down, and you smash it straight on his head, and he just crumples, Perfect. drops to the floor. He is donezo. I just want to use my movement. I'm going to uh-huh. like, like step over him and then go... I like it. Yeah, I'm going to step over him and then go 25 feet. So 30 there. feet in total. Oh, there you are. Yep, okay, that's fine. 25, yeah, 30 feet, 25 feet. I'm just going to sit yeah. there. No, that's... I like the theatrics of stepping over his dead body. Yeah. I live for this. So, Drakios, you are next up. I'm going to start making my way over to the three that have just come through. Yep. Do you want to go 30? As, yeah, as far as I can. Yeah. And then I am going to... Well, I'm going to breathe fire on that one right in front of me because it's got a 10 nice. range. I like it. I like it. So, what colour is your fire? Gold. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. your fire is red, um... isn't it? <laughs> Is this gold? You're a gold dragon, but I think... Oh, is it gold? Okay, no, we will go with gold fire. I'm liking that. Would you like to describe it or would you like me yeah. to describe it? you describe it. 
Yeah, okay, so as you, as Drakios uh, runs through the room, jumping over tables and being all parkour, hardcore, parkour shit, he lines himself up with this cultist, takes a deep breath, his chest expands, and you see a glowing star forming in his chest, and it slowly travels up his throat, and then he releases out of his mouth a cone of golden orange fire that lances through the air and strikes the cultist. Well, we'll see if it strikes the cultist in the chest. What do I have to roll? They've, you've got to make a deck save of 10. I'm so sorry he got 11. Oh, that would have been so good, though. Um, I know. Well, I, think, I know. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Does it not allow you to... Like, does it not... On a like, fail save, damage takes, it? it still takes half damage. Hey, roll that half damage. You never know. I rolled a two, um, 2d6 and I got 8, so 4. Mate, even though that breath failed, the guy goes up like a matchstick and you are just greeted by his screams as he tries to frantically pat himself out and then slowly dies. And you just killed a cultist in one hit. I like it. Well done. Say that. Can I use a bonus action to give another Beridic inspiration to Lorian? Lori? Uh, Leor. Leor, yeah. Leor. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I so now Doran and Leor have Bardic inspiration. Yes. All right, so Doran, it is is that your is that your turnover? Yeah, that's um, Drakios, yeah. Okay, so Doran, you're up to bat. What's your what's your move? So he is going to he is going to position himself right in front of the uh, the the female, the lady that is yep. kind of who's he's trying to save, I guess, at this point. So he's kind of blocking any ranged weapons or anything like that that would come from the two cultists on the side that have just come in. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It does make yeah. sense. He's going to do... He's going to stand there and then he's going to mutter under his breath and just kind of go, oh, there's a lot more than we thought. Um, and he's going to try and hand her a dagger to see if she can do anything with it. I mean, her hands are bound. Yeah, she's got feet. Jesus. Yeah, she is in absolutely no state to be of any use holding a dagger she is oh, like just pure hyperventilating hysteric like hysteric panic at this point she there is no way she's going to be able to hold that dagger effectively without killing herself fine fine he he he's going to help her out of the box then. okay cool okay so you take your action to mm -hmm. cut the rope with that dagger i'm assuming and to cut the the gag that was in her mouth the, like the handkerchief mm -hmm. thing that was in her mouth and her response to it is just ah, 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 in your face. Okay, lovely. Um, I just tell her, calm down, hide in the corner. We'll we'll sort this all out. She continues to scream, okay, and you end your shit. turn. <laughs> Would you like to move at all? No, I'm going to stay where I am because I'm in front of her. So like, it's harder for them to get to her if I'm literally in front of them. So yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm going to stay is... where I am. Cool, that's fine. So uh, back to the top, we have got. Leor, what would you like to do? So the last two cultists are just the top two in the corner, correct? Yes. I'm just going to move a little bit forward and just position myself on top of one of those tables and just take a shot at the, the closest one to... I'm going to go for the one on the right of the door uh, with air drill. Do I need to claim bardic inspiration before I roll or can I do that after? Oh, it doesn't matter because it's in that 20. Um, <laughs> so that's six damage altogether and then can they make the constitution saving throw to did you double that as push? well or is it was it just a low roll sorry remind me do you just so you got a double D20, the first one or do so i roll it twice double the first one okay so if i just doubled the first one four that would be eight. Oh yeah you you punch right through his chest with that air drill he is a deaded cultist next up is ebony yes 
I am going to, from, am I 30 feet away from that remaining cultist? 25. Yes, perfect. I'm going to cast a Witch Bolt at second yeah. level at that remaining cultist. Okay. So, a 21 total. I'm assuming hits. Do you know what? Funnily enough, I think it does hit. Funnily <laughs> enough, okay. Let me roll my suspicion. 2d12 damage. This cultist with an AC of 12 is not going to stand up very well in a fight like that. It's 14 points of lightning damage. Yep, so your witch bolt shoots from your hand. It wraps itself around this cultist's waist and you just see his body just start seizing and shaking and then he just drops and that witch bolt disappears. As you all stand there panting, Still looking around and assessing for dangers, we are going to end our session tonight. Woo! Well done, everyone. Yeah. We're so proud of you. We're proud of you. Your first time DMing. Well done. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you've liked what you've heard so far, please tell your friends to come and revel in our chaos. You can find us on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music, and YouTube under Roll for Imagination. You can find us on TikTok for Roll for Imagination and Facebook for Roll for Imagination. On Instagram, our handle is Roll Imagination, no spaces. You can also find the link to our Discord server in the bios of all of our podcast episodes. 